everybody, and welcome to In My Opinion, The Good Fight Podcast. This one is covering Season 1, Episode 6, titled Social Media and Its Discontents. I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and today I'm joined by Keen Cobb. Hello. Molly Scullion. Hello. Jack O'Keefe. Hello. And Tia Kemp. Hi. <laughs> Tia, <laughs> Tia has some thoughts, as we, uh, as we all do, but Tia is showing them on screen, I think, uh, about this particular episode. <laughs> Although I will say the background is Elsbeth. We got more Elsbeth, and that is always fantastic. <laughs> we'll start with first impressions. And Tia, I want to go to you to you first. Let it out. Oh, oh God, Mike, why? <laughs> um, this is, I mean, out of all the, 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 just the timing of watching this episode is super hard. Um, you know, we just, there was just like a tragedy last week. And then yesterday there was yet another mass shooting. And the episode starts off with a bunch of angry white guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm just kind of, um, I don't know. This is a hard one. It just feels very, very real, you know, and there's just like all these real life implications, even though obviously the good fight is fictional. So I'm just feeling some type of way, um, yeah. but I'm just going to try and work through it. I, uh, I listened to some Janet Jackson and Beyonce before this, and I also got some CBD oil under the old tongue. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see how nice. it goes. I'm just holding my blank. I'm holding my blanket and I'm very angry at all the racists and misogynist domestic terrorists all over the world. Yeah. All those piles of papers they had. Keen. I watched this one last night before I went to sleep. So I got to like really li literally and figuratively sleep on it. There was a lot of uh, points that I really liked. I'm heavily disappointed in someone. A few of you might have an idea of who I'm speaking of. Uh, that'll come up <laughs> later. I was completely wrong in one of my predictions last week. And as directly connected to what I just said, I, 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 this episode is one of the reasons why I knew I didn't have the stomach to actually, because I, I wanted to be a lawyer growing up, but like I knew I didn't have the stomach because like, Although every point they were making were correct and articulate in that one scene uh, when they were like going over certain things, but at the same time, it's just like, ugh, like it's just like I couldn't just like because they, they you had to sit in it and like really sit in it and just I can't do it. I'm very I'm talking very vaguely right now, but we'll we'll get into it later. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the, your your first impression was basically a big tease, uh, yeah. for what's to come, Jack. So for a, a show that has in the past been very, or and, and when I say past, I mean like including like The Good Wife, has been very in your face with like narrative stuff. I feel like this is the first time this universe has gotten really in your face with a political viewpoint. Yeah. Uh, and I think the stuff that is explored in this episode is going to reverberate in a big way and become like one of the main curiosities of the showrunners and something they want to explore although not necessarily in this show i don't know if anyone else here has watched evil mm -hmm. which is these same creators but like this definitely feels like a precursor to evil uh in a huge way that they took everything they explored here about uh internet fueled hatred or the hatred fueled internet uh and expand upon it further later but i i i hadn't watched this episode in a little while and it just so right up top just boom garish colors horrifying language uh we're we're not we're not on cbs anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah not even cbs all access no christ <laughs> uh molly 
Yeah, I mean, I think uh, to go off of what, what Tia was saying, I think this episode is upsettingly evergreen. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I, I, but I, but it also is something that like very much energizes me for what the good fight could become. Like I remember watching this for the first time and being like, oh, okay, yeah, this is okay. We're gonna we're gonna do this now. Okay. Um, which is upsetting as as it is and tough as it is to watch, I think like giving the voice to those trolls and things like that that they're they're already starting to um, enable and put into action is makes me excited for what they can use in the future. Sure. What they'll do. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a tough episode to to sit through. Uh, and yeah, as Jack said, definitely not uh, we're not on network <laughs> any <laughs> anymore so many uh disgusting things uttered throughout this episode and the way that in which they filmed those things too was right at you so it wasn't like them reading things they cut to somebody who was looking at a camera like one of those old dating profiles or a testimonial on a um a reality show who was bringing those things to life and giving face to those those statements so it was pretty off-putting the conversations that were that they were having very interesting to see like the even people you would think would be so against one thing getting into the weeds of why it in a legal sense why it might be one thing versus another thing uh it Mm -hmm. might be permissible under this law but not under this particular thing it was it was interesting in that sense and generally a good episode different from the ones that we've seen because we it wasn't necessarily a case that mm-hmm. they were dealing with so much as they were becoming a a, a, a a panel to oversee oversee things which we'll we'll chat about now so that was the that was the gist they were neil gross is he wants a terms of service put in place for chum hum uh, and his different services because all of these bad things are being said all these these disgusting th- you know threats are being made whole bunch you know social media things that happen and he wants the ability to be fair and have repercussions for people that do those things. So he goes to um, Reddick Bozeman Colstat, we'll say RBK, their help in devising this terms of service. Uh, and they say, like, let's just make a panel. I think it's Luca's idea. And then we will kind of, uh, what's the word, adjudicate these different issues that come up. And that's, that's the gist of that particular storyline. On, like, was Luca sitting on that idea and then she got her booty call and was like, all right, fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, it was just, it was very funny timing that yeah. I hadn't realized before. Yeah, just waiting for, for her up. moment. Yeah. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, ah, what the hell, right now. I gotta yeah. go. <laughs> what I was saying before and like my first thoughts or whatever earlier, this is the part where it's like, especially when they were arguing over what is a threat or what can be perceived as a threat the fact that like they were getting like you said it's like the nitty-gritty of like because they said this it is very very bad like with uh threatening to to kill to maim to it's like rape and like because they said that within their statement i hate that they're right in the fact that like it wasn't quote-unquote threatening because it wasn't towards directly from them but it was still that but it wasn't and like that kind of thing when you got to play that kind of game I like I said before that's what made me not want to be a lawyer and 
I, I find it interesting that all of this happened only four years ago, or like the, the it was, yeah, four years ago, 2017. <laughs> it's wild that like, I hate saying it like this, but like hearing that type of shit now is almost par for the course, just knowing how shitty the internet is. And I can't imagine like a, like a, like a mom or grandma sitting around with their family trying to watch some wholesome CBS and all of a sudden <laughs> hearing all these terms that the son is like kind of giggling to the side about. And now he's like not able to go on to like any of his sites anymore. So it's just, it, it's wild how much can change within four years. Well, it's the challenging thing about writing about the internet is because the internet moves so fast. I mean, the internet that we all if you hear a squeaking noise, that's a trolley outside my house. I apologize. <laughs> um, and much like the trolley, the internet moves so fast. Uh, I mean, it's a completely different landscape from, you know, when we were kids, uh, you know, and, and just in the past four years. Yeah, I agree. It almost felt like antiquated to watch this. It, it, it felt not dissimilar to like being a kid in school and like, reading Huckleberry Finn and be like, this is what the world was like those days. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like all this stuff they talk about, like it's happening in like these sh shady corners that are still accessible. But like, you know, in the year 2021, we know that this is happening on our, you know, aunt's Facebook pages mm -hmm. that our college friends we haven't talked to in a while are the ones sharing, you know, QAnon theories on Twitter, mm -hmm. just out in the open. Yeah. And I think this, episode is also a great example of a recurring theme that i love in this show which is that the a law can be moral but the law is not inherently moral because we're, we're they're getting into the weeds of all these things like oh is it okay to say this is it okay to say that and it's not morally okay to say any of it you know all of these hypotheticals that they put up to like get around these terms of service are not okay things to say they are violent words to mm -hmm. use and i think that my, i loved it the way the episode puts this is neil gross comes in and he's like they're saying all this hateful hurtful stuff and worse it's bad for my business mm -hmm. sponsors are leaving yeah uh which you know we got he figured it out a lot sooner than marky zucks did <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and it is a uh it's chummy friends which is their facebook the chum mm -hmm. hum equivalent of facebook right and then I guess I think it was called Scabbit. Scabbit. Scabbit, which is their Reddit, mm -hmm. which was introduced probably. like a couple seasons into The Good Wife. Okay. Yeah. Scabbit. And it's, yeah, I, I'm again. I'm just curious as we uh, race to get caught up uh, before season five comes out, how they're going to deal with how things look now because you mm -hmm. had all as far as social media goes because you've had the president of the United States get banned from social media, mm -hmm. you know, uh, who is now, of course, saying that he's going to start his own social media uh, mm -hmm. platform. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just all so weird. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things I do love about the show is how they do bring in what's happening right now, um, right now being four years ago. But as uh, Molly had said, it's, it's, it's pretty, unfortunately, evergreen for what's going on now. Yeah. And it did feel as, and I'm sure Molly can speak to this well, as someone who like watched it as it was happening, it felt wild to see this on a TV show in 2017. Cause it felt like just the stuff that like you have to research and find out about is happening. Mm. And they are just 
putting it out there and saying like, here is what is happening. Here is where it is happening. And here, and is, as it explores later, here's the impact that this thought is having on the world. Yeah, so they're separating those disgusting things into different uh, piles. Julius is a, a big part in this conversation. And throughout the throughout this whole storyline, there's a couple times where people confront him for things that he says or thinks. Mm -hmm. um, at one point, Maya says something uh, to him, uh, talking about uh, we're censoring based on sensitivities and not content. And Maya jumps up. Does it matter? Uh, yeah, I think it does. And then she whips out her phone, reading all of these disgusting texts. I, I couldn't tell if they were texts because the way that they talked about it, it's like these posts that people were sending me, it looked like a text to me either way, <laughs> but she's reading these disgusting things. A hush falls over the crowd because uh, they were disgusting, disgusting things. Marissa jumps in at one point on Julius too, and is kind of like, hey, <laughs> shush. You know, he's like, who are you? What do you do here? Get out. He said, uh, speech should not be judged. Ju Julius says a speech should not be judged by those who feel the most harm. Yeah. And uh, I found that really interesting. And it also just reminds me, even when we were talking uh, earlier when Keen was talking about like law and, and also Jack, it's like thinking about who makes these laws <laughs> and who makes these, it's people um, who are trying to protect themselves because they're the ones doing the harming. Um, mm -hmm. So of course, like, you, you know, of course that's uh, when they look at it, they're like, oh, this doesn't count legally. But I found that statement really disturbing and then mm -hmm. I'm curious about Julius because from the very beginning when we learned that he voted for Trump he seemed embarrassed and ashamed about it like oh I know I know but now he's it feels like they made a shift to where he's more vocal and like proud of being a Trump supporter and proud to be conservative which I felt like his his character wasn't like that in the beginning so it almost feels like mm -hmm. they're kind of forcing him to be like this Fox News Sean Hannity avatar mouthpiece which I don't mm -hmm. I didn't see him that way early on and I don't even remember if he was like that in The Good Wife but I just find that interesting how it went from like oh I know I feel so bad to hey like mm -hmm. uh, this is who I am um, in this space so yeah. uh, I don't know. I kind of see a little bit of that but I kind of reason it uh not so much of it I mean because like the way but I'm not sure if this is how you presented, but the way it sounds like is that you think like maybe like they made a pivot with with his character or no? a little bit, okay. a little bit, yeah. Because I mean, yeah, he he, yeah, just everything I just said. Like at first yeah. he was like he seemed so embarrassed about it, and he's being really loud about you know, hey, the right right, uh, you know, the left does this and liberals do that when they were debating what content was considered um, something that they could ban. But I was like, dang, Julius, you getting kind of brave there, buddy. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I think you're I think you're right in that, but I think it's more of a um and I think they're gonna try to play more of it as like a slow burn to the point where um it's not him quote unquote adopting these thoughts, it's him being a combination of more confident in them and kind of feeling shunned a little bit by the rest uh -huh. of the office. To whereas though he's like kind of grasping on to what I, to what he can, which it kind of now I'm thinking about it more now I'm saying it out loud, kind of a parallel, a slight parallel 
to like the main um, what's the word I want to say proponent adversary of the panel this episode. Um, whereas those like, does he really believe in this or is he only doing this because like in one line Diane said was like, um, you were you used to be picked on, but now you're one of the cool mean bullies, and that's why you're carrying yourself like that. So it, it might be kind mm-hmm. of a, I think like a bit of a slight shift in his character a little bit. So yeah. Yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, I'm with uh, Keen a bit on on that one. I I feel like when Andrew Hart, I think was his name, mm-hmm. uh, the other lawyer, reached out to him, he kind of planted those seeds of, mm-hmm. of of suspicion throughout these few episodes, um, where whether he's being called on to be that point of view, uh, which they put him in the position to be that point of view uh, at least once that we've seen, uh, and used him for his for his views. Uh, which I think probably gave him the confidence to speak up a little bit more. But I think it's also just the general suspicion and loneliness being on that kind of island. And he wants to defend his defend his island, especially from all the people that he now probably perceives as looking at him in mm-hmm. kind of like judgmental sorts of sorts of ways. But I think uh, I'm, I'm behind it. I buy it. Still a bummer, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still a big bummer. <laughs> Was he like that on The Good Wife? No. I don't I don't think so. Definitely not the Republican conservative aspect. Yeah. I do I do feel like he was a little bit of like a like the, the most I felt about Julius was like, "Oh, he's like a, a rules guy." Like he was, mm-hmm. he was like, mm, you know, wasn't wasn't really didn't seem like he wanted to get down and dirty or anything like that. But I never noticed anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he spoke up talking about uh, all the posts are conservatives. Um, you're, you're picking on all the conservative points of view and, and whatnot. Um, and then Luca comes out and says, the problem is context. There's never going to be a one size fits all. We have to have a panel. So if you have X number of offenses, then you can um, submit uh, to an appeal process. And that becomes, which I was really surprised that <laughs> the, the appeal process is the main characters of the show. <laughs> you know, they have yeah. other things they could be doing. <laughs> yeah, and it, it it is so convenient that they're like fake Milo Yannanopoulos or whatever that fucker's <laughs> last name is pronounced as happens yeah. to live in Chicago or happily right. flew out to do an mm. in-person yeah. uh, right. appeal process. Mm-hmm. I was like, the internet doesn't work like that. No. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Felix Staples, I believe, was Scumbag's name. Mm-hmm. But he's Hedwig. Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he- he's Hedwig. John uh, Cameron he Mitchell. Plays in- yeah, Hedwig oh. the angry and angry. I'm inch. thinking of the owl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what energy we're break. talking about right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Felix Staples is the is the scumbag in this, and he plays it really well. Um, he's mm-hmm. still a piece of shit. But Diane lays into him and kind of just reads him <laughs> pretty well, and he leaves with his tail between his between his legs because he ultimately gets reinstated. Um, just kind of skipping to the um, uh, the end there a little bit. Um, yeah, because Neil Gross is like, just put this, make it go away, end this shit. Because uh, there mm-hmm. were multiple uh, times that they met with him. He's pulling Diane aside. Uh, what, what else was going on there? He leaked. Was it? It was Neil Gross or someone at Shamham uh, uh their transcripts, so they knew what was going on there. There was the fun little subplot in in this theme with uh, Jay and Marissa, 
uh, and I say fun <laughs> in quotes, they're going and talking dis to disgusting people. Um, but she wanted to find out like, what's it like being an investigator? Uh, what, what can I do? And he's kind of just pushing her off. Uh, and then he gets the assignment to find out who's uh, leaking and find out other, other things about what's going on. And he's like, it's another one of those, I know where to go, but they're not going to talk to me. <laughs> and then he kind of mopes over to Marissa. What are you doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I hate that. I hate that he can't just do his job because yeah. we've seen that a lot so far. I feel mm -hmm. like we've seen it a lot already. Yeah. And most of what we've seen with him is him not being able to do his job on his own. Right. Who he is. I hate the fact yeah. that that's a real thing. That's mm -hmm. what I hate. Right. Sure. I, I enjoy seeing, I mean, that's one of my favorite parts of this episode of like, um, dare I say it in this group, the spontaneity of them <laughs> donning characters uh, <laughs> very quickly, almost uh, improvisational, if you will. But no, I, I, I really like that scene. I liked how they're showing Marissa being able, well, mind you, I have no like, past experience with her, with her on uh in the rest of the good verse so like to see her think quick on her feet and kind of like a tongue-in-cheek kind of joke whereas though it's like oh i do this but i really want to do this when she's asked like can i be a geologist or something i don't know that gave me like quick costanza vibes because he always wanted to be a, he wanted An to be architect. a fake architect yeah architecture yeah. Uh, ar architect architecture i'm sorry yeah. um but he always wanted to be an architect but he's like you don't look like an architect can't be an architect but I just enjoyed that scene and seeing I had I have I love seeing fun fun not serious work couples in TV shows mm -hmm. and like I said I think they could steal a few episodes which they've done once already and I think they could do some more in the future. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think we'll see some more of those too. Yeah, I think Marissa for sure has done probably a couple second city classes. Uh, maybe even made a team. <laughs> I would have done, sure. done one of those uh, cruise ships, <laughs> the one of those yeah. kids where they pay for your room and board. Uh, and then she, do, she had a choice between uh, she had a choice between being a soldier for a little bit in Israel or doing that weird <laughs> Amsterdam boom Chicago thing. Oh my god! And she made the safer choice. <laughs> That is something I, I, I love about that exchange in their relationship is that moment where like Jay is trying to like push her to like get her to realize that she's out of her depth when she's looking at pictures of the crime scene. Mm -hmm. uh, mm. or, or no, I think Marissa brings it up actually herself because uh, she's smart. She knows what she's doing to ask Jay, have you ever seen a dead body? He says six, assuming like, oh, surely, you know, this like very tiny girl is going to trump that. Yeah. Uh, she drops a solid dozen on him, talks about a post-suicide bombing she witnessed, which is such an just such an interesting character detail that comes up so few times, yeah. both in this and The Good Wife. But it's just such, I, I, I think it's one of my favorite character details for any character because it it's so unreal, but it feels just possible enough that it adds some really nice layers to that mm -hmm. character. Yeah. Julius finding out that uh, they've been going through with shit and he confronts them. You thought that I was the leak. Oh, no, we just had to find out. And he's like, okay, well, did you check all of Diane's shit? Uh, what about Barbara's shit? No? Okay. Did you? What about anybody else? And they're like, uh, well, no, but. <laughs> and he said, 
this scene was he was so good in this scene talking about how loyal he was um you just him you just lost your most loyal um either employee way, employee yeah. uh and then he goes right to his his phone and uh calls up andrew hart and uh i guess we're so is we're he really gonna, loyal uh, <laughs> up until you the point where they find it well i think what, what is <laughs> what would you do to <laughs> just okay it reminds it reminds me of if you think your partner is cheating on you and they're like, oh, I can't believe you thought I was cheating. I'll show you. And I'm going to go sleep with that girl. You thought I was, you know, it's like, <laughs> uh, no, you don't get the point. That's not how it works. So I, I mean, I think definitely some mediation, let's talk it out. But it's like, he says that and immediately calls Andrew. So it, it, that was one of those things where he was bound to cheat, so to speak, either way. Like he was, it mm -hmm. seems like that bridge was already like, he was probably going to stop being loyal one way or another but you'll just stop. be loyal to stop that you ain't loyal no more you can't claim that <laughs> and like he'd only been working there like less than two years i think because he was working with alicia florick a couple right. years ago so like True. yeah you're loyal but you're also new you know? <laughs> also uh can we just talk about how <laughs> It really cracked me up for some reason when he's like, did you go through, did you go through Diane's stuff, through Lucas, through anybody else? And I was like, anybody else who does not have a name? <laughs> and the rest. <laughs> yeah. uh, just pick a person. No, it's just like, I don't have to name, name them. There. We'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think that he was, uh, I think it's it, it's enough of a motivation for him to get the fuck out, especially because that, like I said, those seeds were 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 planted and they've been watered over the last few few episodes. Uh, so they just something just bloomed, uh, and he's mm -hmm. on his way out. <laughs> At least that's what I think. There may be something coming next episode where there is some. All right, let's everybody <laughs> cool cool your yeah. jets. Um, but I mean, also, if there's one thing you know about the good verse is that very rarely is the when someone says goodbye, that is very rarely the last time we see them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah he was back on the panel too. Um, mm -hmm. Something I would like to address with the whole uh, case and Felix, aka John Cameron, aka mm -hmm. Staples guy. Um, he said a couple of things, and if y'all could speak to this, people who are online a lot, because it's one of those arguments that I'm just like, okay, at the end of the day, if you're enabling white supremacy, all of those things don't matter. He kind of touts the fact that, um, you know, oh, I, I'm gay, so I can't be homophobic. And uh, I think he also said that he was Jewish, so he couldn't be anti-Semitic and just all these things. Or I sleep with black men, so I can't be racist, but I don't like black people as a group. And that's something a lot of people kind of throw out there to excuse their racism. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can still be racist and sleep with black people. <laughs> um, that's not a thing. Um, but I don't know, what did y'all think about that? Cause that's something that continues, it continues on, it does. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I think for the purposes of this show, I can see why they chose that particular angle for all of these things, because he can represent a whole bunch of different views uh, and uh, speak to all of them and get shot down by all of them. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, 
uh, in the end, uh, Diane does say something like, yeah, you were picked on uh, and you took up all of these different beliefs, which I don't even think you believe yourself. Uh, it just gets you clicks or it gets you gets you views. Um, you're hurt, child. <laughs> get out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, I think he's definitely a, a stand in for the micro economy of like far right reactionaries who, you know, go on their little podcasts and are like, you won't believe what the social justice warriors said this time. Here's a video of me yelling at a college girl who I disagree with. <laughs> yeah. um, right. But I, I think they, they picked that archetype of, you know, the, the person who is gay. So they're using that as a barrier. Uh, I know it sounded like I said a bunch of gibberish earlier for a second, but the guy, what's this fucking dude's name? So Felix Staples is very specifically based off of Milo Yan Yiannopoulos. I think was, I'm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know that dude. Who yeah, was yeah. like a writer for Breitbart. He sort of made a name for himself, uh, sort of leading the charge. Uh, I don't know if you remember this part of 2016, where everyone was really mad at Ghostbusters for existing. Uh, and he sort of made a name for himself riling up that group and specifically targeting Leslie Jones. Mm -hmm. And that was sort of how he made a name and the way that part of media works. If you make enough people angry, you get more jobs, more opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, and did the same kind of stuff, would dress in a very flashy, flamboyant manner. Um, and would say, oh, I'm allowed to critique gay culture. I'm gay. I can say things that you might call homophobic, but mm -hmm. I can't be. Uh, I, and I think they take some creative liberty expanding that to being Jewish, because I don't know if Yiannopoulos is, but, um, oh, what's the fucking idiot's name? Ben Shapiro. Mm -hmm. Ben Shapiro is a Jewish person who has cultivated this far-right audience. So he'll be like, oh, I can say things and I'm not anti-Semitic. So these are, right. he, he is a composite character of very real, very popular voices mm. um, just delivered by someone effortlessly charming so that it's a little easier to watch. Uh, mm. And also, cause we know Diane's gonna shut him down and we're all like, yeah, Diane. <laughs> I think the, the, the good verse in its way of being like that science fiction show, I think also has this like, element of um of heightening that that edges on on satire and mm -hmm. i think that in some ways that's to me what felix is he represents these very real people but then with his comments about like well that doesn't fit my narrative so i left oh, yeah. it out or yeah. you know um yeah. or i don't have anything funny to say so i won't be responding you know but <laughs> i think i think that to me starts to hit, hint at this idea of like the world has hit a new level, so the good the, the good verse has to take it up another level mm -hmm. beyond where yeah. we were before. Yeah, kind of in in the same breath, but not really. Kind of back on to what Molly was saying as far as like the the satire part of it. Um, I think two, no, yeah, two of the funniest lines, which in this episode was kind of hard to find, but two of the funniest lines had to do with Staples. One was him trying to come at Luca. Oh and yeah, Luca immediately, mm -hmm. like without even, <laughs> without even the the slightest hint of perspiration, just snap right back. While I would not want to be in that jacket, just bang, like stop it. You don't want this. Don't come at me. And I don't think he said anything to her after that. Honestly, <laughs> I think he just stayed. No. He was like, okay, and just shifted over. Um, and the good. other one was um was Adrian 
doing the one thing that I love, me being a black man and seeing like older black men do it. I don't know why it's funny to me, but when I smile, but I hate you, but I still can smile. When he came out the room, it was like, that dude is a fucking oh. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, racist little motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he said with a smile on his face. Like, it was good. It was good. Del Rilindo swears better than any other human being <laughs> yeah. on the planet. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah. Other small things throughout this storyline, uh, Marissa and Jay at the open house, we chatted very briefly about that. That person turns out to be uh, Staples' um, partner. And he does that thing that uh, excuses uh, the behavior of so many disgusting people. He's very different in private. Yeah. Like how many times, even talking about Trump, did you hear any of the uh, Congress people, senators, all these people that then oh, always very different in private? Okay, but he's a fucking scumbag to <laughs> the public. Come on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's such, yeah. It's, it's, it's stupid. Yeah, those parts don't count. <laughs> yeah. I'm also like, how boring is that? I mean, anyone who's been in a relationship over quarantine knows how boring it is to only hang out in private. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think, and I think it's a great example of something that I think was starting to happen when The Good Wife was on the air, but really happened once Trump took office where people used to really treat the worlds of the internet and real life air quotes as separate things and that that is not the case yeah. that those two impact each other back and forth all the time so there's there's no such thing as a you know different in private type mm -hmm. of deal yeah uh very end of that storyline is gross talking to diane Barbara and Adrian. Uh, he's like, oh, what, what happened with the, with the, what's up with the leak of your deliberations? Oh, that was you. <laughs> but what? What are you talking about? Uh, and she says, yeah, you're, you, we were your trial balloon, a liberal, liberal uh, African American firm to test it out. If it, if anything went wrong, you could point back to us, like, hey, it was them, um, and that's why we're here to make you look good. And then he pivots to Adrian and Barbara. Uh, and says, I have a few issues overseas. Uh, do you have a minute? Um, and uh, she says to Barbara, Diane says to Barbara, do you need anything from me? She's like, no, we got it. We're good. We're okay. So is that just gross reacting to getting called out in that moment? Uh, or what's what's the deal here? I thought that was, because they kind of mentioned it uh, in the in the opening meeting. They Because uh, um, Barbara and... Adrian had like a few asides and like whispering and stuff. I'm not sure if they eventually talked to Diane, but the way she asked if you if you need anything and Barbara kind of looked back like, no, you've done enough. Like you, you, you're good. You're good with me right now. So I've, I I looked at it like that, where it's okay. like they might have talked to her off off um, camera, where it was like, hey, when he's here, we're not really talk, spoken to. It's just bang, 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 between you two. So that, and she kind of like, I felt like she kind of poked at him a little bit by like just liberally coming out like, well, no, that was you. We mm -hmm. didn't do anything wrong. That was you. And by him, like, you know, like, oh, I thought we were the little, and he just went, then that's why he made that pivot. And I think that, I think that was planned. I honestly, I mean, I think he's, he's a little dweeb <laughs> at the end of the day. And he's like, mm, okay. Like, I feel like he's, you know, he's like, well, fine. I won't include you. Okay. I'll talk to yeah. these people. That, that yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, yeah him and his little general. fucking hoodies. 
<laughs> so, yeah. so she was punished for that? Seems like it. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't get that because they all knew the same information. <laughs> yeah. So, but whatever, I, I mean, I'm all for, you know, uh, Kolstad, which hopefully spells her name right moving forward uh, <laughs> in Bozeman. Yeah, just that going better. Yeah, I mean, it's also possible that uh, Barb and Barbara and uh, Adrian talked to him without guiding. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. said, uh, hey, just so you know, we're also you're when we're, when you're here, you are with all of us, not just mm -hmm. Diane. Yeah, when you're, you're here, here you're family. family. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's also possible off screen kind of maneuver, and he just used that moment with Diane to mm -hmm. point to the other two. Yeah, I think it's like half that and half that Neil Gross uh, revealing himself to be a very shallow, quote unquote, good guy, liberal as he is, has a lot more to gain from working directly with two black lawyers and working with Diane. So he can be like, look at how good a person I am. Yeah. I can't be racist. I have black lawyers, mm. you know, just a, a different version of what Felix was saying, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a question for you all for, for this panel. Mm -hmm. Would you rather deal with a Felix or a Neil? Oh, uh, Neil. A Neil, yeah. I don't know. I don't have y'all talked to rich people. I might go with Felix. <laughs> <laughs> who's well, who's Neil? Oh, Neil's the, the main guy. Never mind. Um, he's Chum Hum. Yeah. Chum Hum guy. Maybe Felix, because if I eventually snap and like punch him in the throat, I won't get in that much trouble. Or people, mm -hmm. people will act like they'd be like, "Oh, I ain't we ain't seen anything. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about." But like, if you punch Neil, it's a wrap. Like you're, mm. yeah, it's, it's a done deal. So, yeah, all all Felix has is words. Like he can say heinous shit, and he can you know call for whatever violence he wants. But that is all he has. Mm -hmm. Neil Gross, if you piss off Neil Gross, he has the money to ruin your life just yeah. like on a whim, just like not even thinking about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They very quickly shut Felix, Felix down. Uh, as Diane mm -hmm. said, like, we took the oxygen out of your room. Now go. Go. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> or the fact, the fact that she was upset that he considered her a mother figure, mm -hmm. um, she sucked the hell out of him. Like mm -hmm. she made him look like a little child. Like, go play, get out of my room. Bye bye. So yeah, yeah that was really good. You're just some kid in the corner pissing yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So good. That was perfect. Uh, one other yeah. line I enjoyed. Um, he says, "I am the embodiment of free speech," and she says, "No, you are what we have to tolerate <laughs> because of it." For something along those lines. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, and of course, there was the moment where he paid someone 50 bucks uh, to uh, nearly uh, do some work in front of them. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Which, honestly, if you're familiar with John Cameron Mitchell's oeuvre, is not, not that far <laughs> off. There, there's a second where it's like, oh, is he, is, are they going to do this? <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, and I think that's pretty much uh, covered there. Uh, Luca and Colin. So Luca is is comes in at one point and says, I don't want to play any games <laughs> as she's <laughs> the one playing all of the games, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and uh, we see what I presume is the guy from the first episode. I think so. Mm -hmm. Zach Devine. <laughs> 
which mm, I'm not yeah. sure if it's a last name or just um, a descriptor in there. Mm. Uh, so how you, how you feeling about this? She, wow. I mean, way to, way to make me look dumb uh, <laughs> because uh, in the previous, uh, in my opinion, it was of my opinion that she was going to be <laughs> like cool, calm, collected, all this other stuff. But man, she, uh, I mean, I, I get from the writing stance, it, it showed a different side of her uh, as far as like, um, she's not this, which mind, mind you, I don't have any, I don't know how she was in, in The Good Wife. Um, but to me, she re- seemed like really cool, calm, cold, calculated, cool. I said cool like eight times. Um, <laughs> but to see her, kind of not only fawn but like you said play all these games like when she did the whole oh my god i didn't expect you here like she didn't hear my man talk about his protein shakes not one time (laughs) every other line she had for a good page of that script was huh what huh like it was it got it got annoying and like kudos to to uh, to colin for like really being um a a grown-up about the situation be like hello friend and mm-hmm. friend of a friend how are you and going mm-hmm. about his business but very yeah. disappointed in, in Luca just very disappointed yeah Tia I really I kind of checked out during those scenes honestly because I was so annoyed <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean what I don't know what she sees in Colin uh I'm assuming his back is now healed from you know the last interaction uh and did we see the inside of his house I don't that think big, so. That big, that farm mansion? I don't think so. No? Yeah, I don't know. They they were trying to like have a moment. I don't know what they were trying to do with the whole car scene, but I didn't fall for it. I wasn't into it. I was very I wasn't dangerous. impressed. Yeah, it was very yeah, dangerous. Yeah, it was very dangerous. Yeah, it was, it was, no, I just don't see, and that's, my whole thing is, I know she's going to get hurt, Molly. And I'm just going to get hurt. Keep your face straight, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I'm just not impressed. And even the little thing at the end, I mean, which I guess ties to the whole Maya storyline. So we can talk about that then where it's like, oh, I got a tip for you. It's like, listen, you don't, she don't need him. She don't need Colin. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think she needs anyone um hello but, thank you mike <laughs> but i think she wants him um <laughs> uh, yeah this that guy is her personal personal trainer uh mm-hmm. he's there to the and colin lays out her whole game in front of her he's like okay let me see if i got this straight um you felt that we were getting too close to each other getting too serious uh so you pulled away got a got some dude uh met at this place so you know where uh, you're going to see me and now you feel bad about it right is that am i reading this correctly um yeah i'm and i it looked like right away when they were at that diner do do we have the name of, of this place i know the bartender's mike I'll just call it Mike's. Um, (laughs) It's Mike's. Uh, When they met at Mike's, uh, after he walked away, it looked like she felt immediately bad about this. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But I don't know what she's doing. The thing that I didn't understand, which I don't, I don't know it. So, what was that trying to prove? 
that like like because he's like he's like hey i'm kind of digging you you know like i'm cool with the fucking but like let's say i have dinner and then we fuck kind of thing because that whole uh dinner is fucking uh and then uh dinner dinner is uh fucking after that like all right okay we get it you have sex all right when i was in uh college i'm sorry keen when i was in college there was home and there was home home uh, if you were going home, you're going back to your dorm. If you're going home, home, you were going back to where you know your family. Family. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the only time I doubled up on words was like. It was like, oh, like, oh, yeah. like, 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 yeah, that was the only time I ever doubled up on words. Any other time, yeah, I feel silly. But mm-hmm. um, oh man, so like, so if the plan worked, <laughs> like, what was he supposed to be hurt? That she doesn't care enough or was that supposed to be like a fight like i don't understand the I logic think her, her plan was more for her and less to do mm-hmm. with him uh, it was more for her to show like i don't need this person i don't want to be in any kind of relationship this is who i am i like going around and being with different people mm-hmm. and i want where i want um and don't need yeah. to be tied down to to that and that is that was the plan and it that did not work mm-hmm. it does like yeah. it. but here okay so i get that and, and that's cool so if that's the case go out and my thing is if that's if that's how you feel and you wanted to show that i guess i guess you wanted to show that but like you didn't have to like put it in the dude's face just go out and live your life don't it be like well, i don't know i mean i understand that it should be like explain it further but it's still is just like, I don't like I've never been in a serious relationship, but I can never understand how people find the time to be with more than one person because mm-hmm. I'm enough for myself, meaning like I'm a fucking mess. I'm a trip. So I got so much going on. And then to deal with another person, but then to multiply that, that's just mind boggling. So to me, when like shit like that comes up, I'm I'm just in the dark. Like, why waste all that time, energy and effort? That's all. Sure narcissism that's my answer for everything (laughs) i i felt like i think you know classic classic woman uh afraid to fall in love so she she's like well if i show it off to him he'll get mad at me and then i won't have to put in the willpower to Mm -hmm. not to not you know engage and he'll pull away and then it'll be this that's a push, lot. Push, push, push. That's a lot. The that's a long thing. time. Yeah. That's a lot of planning. Like that's a lot. You know, and now she just I... needs a man to teach her how to love. <laughs> no, I can't be called. That's, that's how it works. Which I think is interesting <laughs> that, that 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 they are maintaining this like chemistry that they're talking about because hearing the actor Justin Bartha try to do sexually charged flirting is the worst thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. Thank you. He's so bad at it. And it's like, why is he so bad at it? And then you, at the end, you find out his family's loaded and you're like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone here has ever accidentally been on like dates with people who they didn't know were way above their like wealth class. <laughs> but it, it starts to become clear that, um, you know, the more money you have, the less you need to learn about like the nuances of human interaction, mm-hmm. I've found. Yeah. Oh my Which gosh. I think we're seeing that's a little a, bit with, a story. Uh, with Maya. Yeah. Uh, throughout this, throughout these episodes so far. Um, uh, apparently Maya's not in a relationship. 
because <laughs> I haven't seen her partner in a dream. That was a dream. I think that was like a dream. Those were dream episodes. Or a pilot kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a flash, Search for Amy. Flashback. <laughs> yeah. What is, isn't that a movie? Amy. Searching for Amy or something? I don't know. Anyway. Chasing Amy? So, if you seek Amy? <laughs> if you build Amy, she will come. Uh, so we're on Maya. Uh, so in the in last week, Christiva showed that he was Mike Christiva is going after the firm uh, now, specifically going after Maya. And it looked like last week that uh, Henry, Maya's dad, made a deal with uh, Christiva to get out on bail, uh, and he turned over the the strip list. Uh, so the Maya Christiva stuff is is very much mixed up in this. So. It's 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 a big big mess, but it does bring Elsbeth back. Uh, and anytime we can get Elsbeth back on the show is a good is a good day. And that is your background there, Tia. So how are you feeling about uh, this specifically? I want to know how you're feeling about who's guilty, who's not guilty, because it seems like the the lines of guilt just keep on moving uh, around uh, within within this family. They all just dirty? Is that what's going on? They, <laughs> Daddy. They're, all they're all addicted to pizza. That's for damn sure. <laughs> they love pizza. Look out for pizza. <laughs> they're, they're from Chicago. Hey, that's Chicago. You got to get the, the deep, the, the deep dish. The deeper the dish, the better the love. That's what they say. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, it's, um, I, I, I like I liked that scene, um, even though <sighs> nothing against the, nothing against the actress, but like, I can't stand Maya. Like I like the character. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Maybe, yeah, maybe that's proving how good of an actress that woman is. But like the the character Maya is just so like purposely <laughs> dumb. I guess if, if that's the nicest way to put it, because just like they're warning you, hey, don't do this. Well, no, I'm gonna do this anyway because I'm gonna do that. And then she does it. Like, oh my god, I'm hurt because this happened. Well, we told you not to do it. It's like a baby. Mm-hmm. Trying to put a hand on the fire. Hey, that, that's going to hurt. Well, fuck you, I'll find out. Ah, why does it hurt? I told you. I told you why it hurts. I felt it was kind of, I like the scene, but when 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 um, her dad started like pressing in like a little bit more as far as like trying to get information, it was like, oh, that was too almost too easy, like a layup kind of a thing. So um, I like the scene, but like I, I felt like it could have been better. I think like, I could have been, it could have done more with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear that. I, I took it as like he, I think he's so desperate. Like he, it, it's so evident. It just becomes so evident who he is and what matters to him in that moment more than anybody. To me, and I agree, it's like definitely, it's pushing it. But I was like, oh man, this this dude is just, he's he's taking care of himself in any way he can. And he's like, my daughter's stupid. Which up until this point, I will repeat my previously stated point of the richer you are, the less capacity <laughs> you have for any kind of nuance. So he's he's not going to play slick, hard ball. Oh, I've, I've, I've got a wire. My whole life depends on it. You know, this mm. isn't he's not some like lieutenant in the mafia who's taking on the big boss. He is like was like one of the 200 richest men in the world a couple months ago. So if he wants information, he'll just ask for it and assume he's going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. 
do y'all uh know that uh that gif uh yeah it's gif anyway where mr mr rogers is putting on a clown mask (laughs) yeah (laughs) that that is maya that is when i think of maya i think of that gif because she's just um but yeah it's like your dad is the bad guy uncle jack's trying to help your ass listen to uncle jack's i had a feeling that he was all right um and then yeah well i think so i think compared to her dad and then there was this moment in the episode where and it kind of reminded me of that weird moment where she asked her dad when he was in jail uh or when they were in that holding place about um her mom is when she's on the phone with her dad and they're figuring out the meeting she's like love you (laughs) 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 he didn't say i love you back and i was like and that's like the clown gift moment but um (laughs) yeah and then um and even when at first i was worried with the whole recording situation when she turned it off it's like oh it's a party and they miss me there's no need to record again Mm. clown mask um she she's she's sitting with them she's almost a little tipsy at first I didn't think she was going to record but then she did um you know when he was being very obvious about asking about work and then even when she goes back to Elspeth to say I did the whole you know the whole thing with the 800,000 and she was like but maybe it was just casual talk like she still isn't fully bought in that her dad's a sleaze and he's guilty she's anyway I just Uh, where's Amy I will give her is like I think if you find out that you know and if anybody's been in this situation then please correct me but if you find out that your mom is sleeping with your uncle while your dad is in jail for a crime that any of them could have committed I think I think that does put you in a in a in a weird headspace about like who who to believe and who to trust and like I think she she to a level of frustration for all of us is like really wishing that it, it wouldn't be your dad because then it's like oh now i have to be mad at all of them mm-hmm. like they are they're all doing stuff that i don't that's is it, hurting me is it is it a weird enough headspace for her to imagine living with a partner and then never seeing that woman ever again <laughs> maybe i don't know maybe. i've never been through that or it's maybe Jamie. maybe uncle jacks has like a um uh, was it gland gland problem or something? And that's why his feet were out. Uh, <laughs> maybe he had to take his shoes off. Yeah, because the dogs breathe. Yeah, I'm saying you got to do that sometimes. But like, I don't know. So it's a lot of it's a lot of moving parts. And now, thanks to Tia, whenever I look at Maya, I'm gonna think of that gift. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah. is a clown, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, she oh, does man. the smart thing though. She whips out that card, calls up calls up Elsbeth, meets her in beach chairs at the doctor's office. Um, and Elsbeth <laughs> does come up with that plan that could mm-hmm. figure out a little bit of what's going on here. Uh, give your dad false information. Travis Leopold is an investor or something, uh, and it's a tax scandal with Bozeman for $800,000 or so. And if you do, uh, hit the hit the record button. Um, do that or don't go see him. But if you do, mm-hmm. you hit the record button. She does update, Elspeth updates the office. Oh, by the way, I made up some shit about you, Adrian. <laughs> uh, and he's like, what? We didn't, we didn't do anything, anything wrong. Why would you give false information? And she's like, because if they use it, we'll know who's working together. Uh, and of course, by the end, we, we see Colin, who was put in charge. He was, he was made 
uh, I think they even joked about it. Like they don't even have a title for what they're making him, um, but he's head of oversight for the um, Reddick Bozeman Colstad cases. Um, and he updates Luca. She says, you might want to stay clear of your, your company's finances uh, because uh, RBK took a, uh, an 80000 or $800,000 bribe um, from somebody named Travis Leopold, just in case you forget, audience members. Yeah, she gives a little look at Maya, and she's like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. I will steer clear of my company's finances. Thank you for the hot tip. Yeah. Surprised she didn't say, what? What? Huh? What? Say what? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, playing games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a messy situation. Uh, so they're gonna know that Dad is definitely working with with Christiva. There's deals going on behind the scenes, and that her dad just cannot be trusted, and he's turning on his daughter, and that is fucked up. Yeah. And who would have thought the uncle would have had more integrity than the dad? Like where I come from, usually the uncles are kind of creepy and the dads are cool. But so uh, he's turning around, given trying to, you know, uh, change the branding of uncles, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and then Elsbeth, she uh, was so excited when she found out that Maya did the whole Travis Leopold thing, like mm -hmm. that someone actually used her idea which was so cute. And then the other thing she did that was cute. I just loved Elsbeth. This mm -hmm. Elsbeth saved this episode for me. It was so hard to watch and listen to because it's real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Borrowing from the read, like words mean things. So this stuff is so real. But Elsbeth saved the episode for me. And one of the other things she said was um, when she went back to Red <laughs> Bozeman, Reddick Bozeman Kolstad, ah, and told them about her plan. She was like, I hate to say this about any person. <laughs> and I was prepared for it to be like this hard hitting thing. And she was like, Mike, Christina tends to lie. Um, but I like the buildup of, uh, we think she's gonna say like the most horrible thing. And it's just that she's just so pure. Mm -hmm. We needed her in this episode for yeah, sure. So can you imagine if Mike Christina was in this episode oh, with all the other much. stuff we had to deal with? That is pretty much the, the episode, unless anybody has further thoughts and then we'll get to winners and losers. All right. Well, then let's hit the uh, let's hit the losers first. Uh, let's start with Tia. I decided to make Felix the loser because he is a loser. Mm -hmm. Just everything Diane went in on him with and even his reaction, like, no, I don't want to be reinstated. No. Like, <laughs> he's just he's like, yeah, he's he is the loser for me just based off of his character and spirit. It pains me to say this, but uh, oh, how the mighty have fallen. I got to say, Luca is the loser <laughs> of this episode because at the start of it, real cool, calm, collected, cool, collected, real calm and cold. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, she seemed real, really, um, really dope at the start of it. But then to do the whole... I'm gonna make you jealous kind of thing so you can break up with me so I don't have to really dig into my feelings. That's just so much effort. And and then she almost messed up the whole bag because apparently he has money. So like she just a that was and then almost got into an accident. Like ugh, yeah, loser, loser episode. <laughs> got it. Uh Jack. I think this episode's loser is that guy who's just going about his day in the Chicago court that is going up 
to Colin to ask a very simple question, but has to listen to Colin finish saying, Ugh, I almost sent someone to jail because I wanted to fuck you so bad. <laughs> <laughs> because Colin is saying that in a public courthouse. Yeah. I can't get yeah. over that moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Molly. I'm going to go with uh, what's his face? Aaron, mm-hmm. who works with Felix, that Marissa goes and sees. Mm hmm. And he, at first he's like, yeah, what's it to you? And then he's like, <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Who comes uh, uh, and then he's like, like <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, oh, a lady? A lady talking to me? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. okay. A lady yeah. who likes my posts from the 4chan? <laughs> it's, it's mostly my night stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does say that. <laughs> uh, for oh. me... My loser is Julius. For from his from his perspective, he was the most loyal. Let's disregard how long he's been at the firm. Uh, <laughs> he was the most loyal. Uh, he went to bat for them. He used his own political beliefs uh, to further their their efforts. Once he was outed as a Trump supporter, uh, and because of those beliefs, he he feels as it he feels that he was targeted as a leak to benefit uh, scumbags. Um, so. Julius is my loser. Do the winners, uh, Molly? I'm gonna say Barbara for this one. Mm. I feel like she's she's walking away with uh, Neil Gross in her pocket, and mm. part, I, I think I think it's it's nice for her to have that moment to to be like, yeah, now Diane, you're the one out of the loop for once. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm gonna be in the loop at my own firm. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, um, uh, there was that. Name one small moment i just remembered where he brought them shirts and spelled uh barbara's yeah. name wrong on it and adrian's like hey for 86 million dollars he can learn how to spell <laughs> your name correctly uh jack i think as much as he is at his core a loser i think the winner here is uh felix staples because he gets exactly what he wants he gets attention mm-hmm. and he gets under people's skin yeah. you know as much as people can you know say dope shit to take him down a notch you know, he's gotten under their skin, and that's exactly what he wants. For sure. Uh, Keen. I, I think my winner this episode might be Marissa, just for, I gotta say it. Not necessarily, she got her way, because like, it started with her being like, like I'm bored. I want to learn how to do what you do. But, like, for her to go out on, I call it the adventures, this is, I, I think I think it's going to, I hope, well, like you said, I hope more uh, comes of it. Um, but her and Jay look like a really cool, a really cool team. So I want to see more of it. So I, I definitely think uh, Marissa is the winner of this episode. Okay, uh, Tia. My winner, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> is Elspeth. Mm-hmm. Elspeth. Elspeth. I can't talk anymore, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, she's my winner because I, like I said earlier, she brought so much levity and just. I just needed her for this episode as a viewer, but also her idea when, again, Maya has no idea what she's doing and, uh, and she has this really great idea and she was, she's kind of, kind of really saved the firm, saved Maya with her idea. And in the process, she comforted Maya with a little Roberta Flack killing me softly. And I thought that was really nice. So I think she's the winner of this whole episode. That was that was fun, and she hands her the speaker. <laughs> yeah, uh, old as it plays. Uh, my winner is hold your ears, Tia. Colin. No. 
<laughs> Colin <laughs> is my winner uh, because he was the adult in the situation. He liked someone. That person made different things known, acted different different ways uh, that said otherwise, uh, and he was he was the adult in the situation, and still ended up. I guess getting who he wants, getting getting with her. Uh, <laughs> I sound like Jeff Goldwyn when he's talking about taking <laughs> down the spaceship. <laughs> no, uh, take, there, uh, yeah, do your do your do your do your thing. Take take it he, down. <laughs> he is a winner in the sense that he is the worst game in television history, <laughs> and manages to pull Luca. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Big winner. All right, that does it for the episode. Uh, thank you, Tia. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Keen. Thank you, Molly. Thank you all for listening. We're back next week. Bye-bye.